Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the podcast that takes a topic each week and as the name suggests, cast views. This week though, slightly different kind of episode. I say that a lot actually. It feels like every episode feels like slightly different. I've got I've got two guests with me. So I'll introduce first, I've got Long-time friend. He hasn't started laughing yet, so that's all right. He's allowed that. Long-time I want, friend. I just wonder which one you're going to say. <laughs> Long-time friend, regular collaborator on a show, co-host of the Black Mirror episodes and co-host of the Just Football podcast. I've got Dan S. Hi, Dan. Hi, that's quite an intro. Thank you. There you go. It's like boxing, isn't it? And in the other corner, we've got Pete, who is long-time friend and has been a collaborator on a podcast a couple of times so what did we do we did video games to tv shows didn't we and the best and worst finales yeah that was it yeah so you're both okay yep very yeah good. yeah not bad i've got soaked in the rain today as i was telling you before we got online but i'm okay now but i'm in dry clothes there's only half an hour you said in in the pouring rain right <laughs> yeah <half> hour. <laughs> okay we will we'll get started shortly but i've got you two on so Dan, I think it was you messaged me. You wanted to do an episode about irrational things that you irrationally annoyed you, wasn't it? Not you yes. specifically. Yes. But that was probably the genesis. And then I think I said that I'd done a, an episode like that. And then you said straight away, all right, Room 101. Because it just is a different way of getting around. A different, different way yes. to say the same things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I thought, well, if we're going to do Room 101, we should have someone else. And again... So you mentioned Pete, so we, that's why we got Pete. So we've got two contestants. The best thing about this one is I don't have to do anything other than just listen to the two of you. That's great. I've got no notes. So I'm just going to let the so two did, of you talk. So you didn't bring any of your own annoyances? No, no, because I'm the judge. So, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I might have a couple. We'll see how the, we'll see how this recording goes. I might have a couple by the end of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but tell you what, before we get into it, and I'll explain the intricacies of this episode, we're going to hear from Slade, Joey and Tim over at the Game Club pod. Join me, Tim, and my co-hosts, Slade and Joey, at the Game Club podcast, where once every two weeks we review video games not too dissimilar from a book club. Find us on all your favourite podcast providers. Right, welcome back. So, as we said before the ad from the Game Club pod, we are doing Room 101. So, Pete and Dan, you've both brought some examples of peeves and things that annoy you, right? So what yes. we're going to do, we're going to have have these in rounds. Each of you are going to present one of yours. You're going to put forward a case to why it should go into Room 101. So when, when it enters Room 101, you're banishing it from the world forever. That thing's gone. I am going to listen to your cases. I'm going to be the judge. I might confer with the other person to get a little bit of a, of a guidance, but ultimately I'm going to have the deciding, the deciding decision of whether it goes into Room 101. And each round, both of yours can go in. One of them can go in, neither of them can go in. Depends how I'm feeling. And just one final thing. If I believe that your item should go in, you'll hear... Accepted! If, if it doesn't, if I decide it doesn't go in... Denied! Thanks to Matt from the Game with the Boys for those, those audios. So... <laughs> Very good. I think, as Pete has only done a couple of episodes on here, I think we should start with Pete. So, what are you putting forward first? So, my first thing for Room 101 would be not saying thanks with hand gestures when when you've crossed the road 
or you're in your car and you're driving and someone else stops for you, five things to do, hand or flash the lights, you know, really simple. It might be a British thing to be fair. Um, but that is one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves, especially if you're driving in the car park and you see someone that wants to cross, you're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to stop here and let them cross because, you know, I'm nice, I'm polite. Stop, let them cross, not even a simple head nod, nothing, no hand, <laughs> no, no, no thanks. Like, you know, I've got my way to stop, it's a road first, right? And that that is one of my biggest pet peeves ever. And it happens so often as well. I was going to say, what's funny, I'm going to now go to cross that one off my list because I had that. <laughs> Did you have um, that? So, yeah, as one of my spare ones, in case we had a duplicate, that was uh, towards the bottom. So, yeah, I, I crossed it off my list. Penny, is this specifically just like silent thank you? So it's not, it's, what about if you hold the door open for someone and someone walks through it and they don't say anything? Yeah, that, that is annoying as well. That, that is definitely, yeah. Starts getting the blood boiling a bit. Do you do that very British passive aggressive thing of saying, You're welcome? Some people yeah, do. I do. Yeah, no worries, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I do do that, yeah. Because it, yeah. it takes like two seconds, doesn't it? And like you've, yeah. you've yeah. like, it may not be a big thing that you've done for them, like holding the door open or stopping the way. It's not a massive thing, is it? It's a, simple, it's a little thing. But you've done it. You've gone out of your way to be nice to a stranger and they just thrown it back in your face. Like, it, grinds my gears. Feels yeah. like you're doing them a massive favour, really, to be fair, doesn't it? I literally had this argument at a pub the other day and someone was arguing against this um, and saying that, what are you thanking them for, for not running them down over on a zebra crossing? Like, you know, but they are the rules, you need to stop. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't take too much just to stick your hand up in the air, so why don't you just do it? And it was, it, it was quite interesting because he actually rides a horse and the question was posed to him, huh. if you're riding a horse and someone slows down, do you thank him? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's exactly the same thing then. <laughs> yeah. See, zebra crossing is a slightly grey area because that's the rules of the road, isn't it? That's like highway code stuff. Like you have to stop at zebra crossing. So do you, do you not thank people as you go across the zebra crossing? I now? thank people at a zebra crossing and I expect to be thanked if I stop at a zebra crossing <laughs> yeah. because I've still stopped. <laughs> but like, like that, that doesn't annoy me as much as like just stopping in general. You know what I mean? If you're in a car park driving around like Sainsbury's trying to get parked or something, yeah. you see a family and you let them cross. Um, the only time when I will let it slide is the traffic lights. If the traffic lights, you know, when I press the button and it goes red and you, and you have to stop, right? I don't really care. I don't need to be thanking them because I'm not following them. I'm following the traffic I, I, lights. I, yeah, I agree. It's a red light as well. You should it's a red light, exactly. Yeah, it's illegal. <laughs> Have you have you ever done that thing on the other way around where you're you're driving down the street and someone has stopped because they've stopped at a red light and you go on autopilot and you thank them because I've I've done this before and I, and I, and I drive past them and I'm like what an idiot they're at a red light <laughs> like there was absolutely no need to thank them <laughs> I've done that I've done that <laughs> see I don't mind at a zebra crossing or any kind of traffic intersection if if they don't thank me I mean I'd I'd like it. But I'm not expecting it because it's at Zebra Crossing. But there are certain times. There are some times where, like, if I see, like, a, a parent with a kid and it's at a normal road crossing and I see there's a load of traffic behind me, I'll sometimes I'll stop to let them cross the road. There I'll expect a thank you. May yeah. I demand it. Exactly. And it's times like that because then it's like, well, the next person I'll come across that, I'm not going to stop. Because you're not going to see, because yeah. you can thank that person behind you or, you know, or from last week. Yeah, and the thing is as well, is it, what goes hand in hand with this is the people that don't look 
and expect you to stop and just walk across the road. Yeah, yeah, just don't yeah. even don't even glance yeah. at you, you know, just like well, I'm gonna ignore you, you're not there, I can't see you, I'm just gonna walk in the road. Like that uh, it's different, but that is just just the same for me. So sorry, so did did you say you'll always say thank you? Yes. Do you live by your own rules? I am suddenly thinking though, if we if everyone did start doing that there could just be streets upon streets where people are just waving all the time because everyone's done got out of the way for someone and that's so can you imagine if like there's one what street you against waving no, but you'll be ducking hands and ducking sort of people's uh fists all the time um so dan did you say you had this one as well yeah i had i had this one on my spare list because it doesn't make me as angry as some of the other ones um i've got but this this does um, and I actually thought Pete was talking about it, zebra crossings. I it does annoy me at zebra crossings, but people don't thank to the point where I've actually told my kids to make sure they say thank you uh, when they oh, yeah. cross. So even um, at zebra crossing, it would wind you up if if they didn't say thank you. It does. It just doesn't take any effort to stick your hand up and just say thank you, acknowledge, even if it's just a eye contact, L- little faint of a nod, just a little. Yeah. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, I. I, I think it's manners. I, I, I would like people. I mean, I do me. it. I do it. But like I said, it's weird. I, I wouldn't expect it, but I do. Some, it. I think people sometimes get angry when you emergency break at a zebra crossing. I think that's that's, that's, that's different. <laughs> that's <laughs> behind you, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And at that point, I'm apologizing to them for scaring the life out of them. And I, yeah. and I think that's etiquette. But uh, yeah, I think, I think people should uh, thank you at zebra crossings. It's just that little bit of kindness in the world, isn't it? It's those little gestures of kindness. Pete, do you do you thank everyone in the queue though? So if someone the other way is like stopped and then got a queue behind them, so all those people have now stopped, do you thank everyone in the queue because they're on the now, road? If we, yeah. No, no, and I don't do that because just just the first person, just, but just the first person. Stopped. Yep. No, 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 no. So <clears throat> the way I look at this, right? <laughs> The, the first person has come to a stop and he's actually stopped and he's let me go, yeah? So he's the one that's consciously made the effort to let me pass and to stop, right? I'm thanking him because he's done that bit of kindness for that nice bit of manners. Everyone else is just blocked behind this this, this other <laughs> car. That's not, my, that's not me, that's not me. <laughs> You've been there all day, but thanks, 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 thanks. Do you know what? The only time where people doing someone a kindness so can be a real problem. Have you ever had where you're you're turning into a road and on the opposite lane, a car has stopped to let someone cross, but it's not a crossing. Oh, yeah. And then you've just driven in and you could, you, you've always taken someone out because you're not expecting there to be anyone standing in the middle of the road. That, that, that other person has assumed all the other traffic is going to stop for them. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And what about the occasion where we're going in deep in this subject? Yeah. Uh, what about the occasion where you kind of pull in and then the car the other way has pulled in, so you're both waiting for each other. And at this point, you're now annoyed because you've already pulled in. <laughs> so you might as you might as the car might as well have come down. Do you still thank them even though you're? No, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. No, look. So, so, so that all comes down to who's right away, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so if it is genuinely my right of way, I might be a little bit a little bit annoyed about it. Um, but if, it, if it's this right away and he stopped and, and I've kind of pulled in thinking oh, he's coming and then he comes, like that's fine because he's initially made that judgment call to stop. Yeah. There are times that you feel quite annoyed where you've already pulled in. You're like, God, I've already made the effort to get in here. Now I've got to just come back out straight away again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to say on the basis that you've got it as well, Dan, and I do agree 
with this. I don't think I get irrationally annoyed, but I do get a bit, I do get a bit complaining, but to myself, like we said, in the passive aggressive way. So I think I'm going to have to push. Accepted. Yeah, it's in room 101. So from now on, everyone is going to be nice. And so, so let us know, Pete, come back to us in a week and let, let us know if everyone suddenly starts thanking you. I've got high hopes. Yeah. Dan, over to you. What's your first contender? Here's my headline, my crown jewel, something that I think winds me up more than anything. <laughs> and that is clickbait journalism. I can't stand it. I can't stand how lazy it is. I can't stand how much exaggerated it is. And I can't stand the number of times I click on it to find something revealing and there's nothing nothing revealing in there at all. Um, obviously, it's all over Facebook and Twitter and, and, and stuff like this. Um, but it's just the how much it's exaggerated just gets me. And there was one... You're both wrestling fans, aren't you? I don't know if you're kind of following uh, kind of wrestling at the moment, but The Rock made a return um, a yeah, few days that. ago, and he kind of made something about Roman Reigns, who's his cousin and challenging. And then I saw a clickbait article afterwards says, Roman Reigns destroys Rock on Twitter <laughs> with immediate reaction, right? And you think, oh, that sounds interesting. And you, you click on it. And the only thing he's tweeted, the only thing he's tweeted is an emoji laughing face. Like, yeah. it, it, yeah. it's just the it's just the emphasis of, of what he's done and how someone's written a whole article, probably spent a good half a day writing that article about how someone has just literally put an emoji on, on social media. So that is my number one. We obviously see it in, in football quite a lot um, as well. I'm going to hand over to Pete first. Pete, comments. Um, I agree with you, clickbait articles are super annoying. I watch quite a lot of YouTube and they're some of the worst people for it. You know, they'll, they'll put like a massive headline and like a, a thumbnail to every video they put, put in. And it'll be something that's completely irrelevant to the contents of the video. But flipping it around the other way, I do understand why some amount of clickbaitiness in your thumbnail and your title is sometimes needed because obviously content creators they're working from this invisible algorithm on youtube same with facebook twitter or x whatever it is now where they have to they have to catch that audience and get the grow their numbers um, and obviously if they're not getting the views and the audiences then there's a potential like that channel or that article poster might completely disappear over time but them disappearing would be fine like i'd be quite happy if i never saw any clickbait again and and for me, it's just you know you read the whole article, and you know as you scroll down to try and get to the point, yes. And there's like a description of the background and who said this, and then you have to scroll through a few pictures and a few ads for some more clickbait, and then you get to the point at the very bottom, and every single time you're underwhelmed with, with what you get there. It sounds like uh, Pete is saying that you're falling for it should go into room one hundred and one. That's what it sounds like to me, Pete. I'm beginning no, to get the no. impression that Pete might be a clickbait editor and he's getting <laughs> Yeah, my YouTube channel is Pete. No, no. Um, no, no I, I, see, I understand why they have to catch attention. That being said, it, it really pisses me off when I, I click on a YouTube video thinking, oh, this is crazy. You know, I've missed this. What the hell is this about? And it's completely irrelevant. The world would be a better place without it. See, I, Pete, I agree with what you're saying about I get the need for wanting to get the attention. However, 
there is a tension. There's like leaving the reader on, like on a on a feeling that I've got to open the app and then find a story to almost blatant lying. Like for example, yeah, with, yeah. the one that gets me every time, and I like to think I'm normally quite good at this, but I fall for it, and and I get annoyed at myself for falling for it every time. But it's like a football one, where like you know Dan and I we support Tottenham, and there'll be an article on Tottenham, and there'll be say there'll be James Madison, and there'll be the headline will be devastating news, injury news for a player. You open it up and it's like a third team's cousin's nephew's school team's yeah. injury. It's not that player that they've put on the picture. And that's the thing that annoys me where they use someone totally different because they know you're going to, you're going to click on that picture and it gets me every single time. And I'm angry at myself as well. <laughs> yeah. It's dishonest, isn't it? It's, um, it's lead, it's leading the clicker. Um, to believe there's something exciting going on. The thing that annoys me on TikTok, I don't know how much you both use TikTok, but it's where you get, they'll say, oh, watch this to find out what happens to this person or, you know, see the shocking argument this person had. You're sitting there for like a minute and it doesn't happen. It's not in yeah. there. You know, they have because they, they just want you to watch for that minute, like I said, so it gets, uh, it gets them in the algorithm. Um, again, it's, gu it's, guilty um, of that. And I also think about the people that write these articles as well, and they're like scouring social media and they'll say, oh, so-and-so has tweeted this, or like you said, a Tottenham third team player is injured. Right, let's write an article about that. And it, it's, it's kind of almost like finding those straws to clutch at to kind of make an article. And even the thinking of them doing that thought process annoys me because I, I kind of want to say get a life and go and go and report on something that's worthwhile um, and, and more interesting. They must love it though. They must know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they do. I wonder if, if any of it's AI generated these days as well. I, I, possibly. I bet it could be, right? Yeah, um, possibly, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's mind-numbingly like disinteresting. So yeah, so... I find if it's from a regular outlet that I read, I'll brush it off. But if it's from one I haven't seen before, you're you're more likely to ensure that I don't ever open one of your tweets or articles again. That's the thing. Yeah, by blocking them or something like that. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I you know I know we're getting off to a good start, but the fact I've admitted it annoys me as well. I'd be a bit hypocritical if I didn't put it in, right? And I think the only reason you don't want to put it in is to annoy me, which will make me more annoyed <laughs> and make me add something else to my list. Well, so I just might... Think, I, just think carefully about the next few seconds. I have said I to might, myself... I might just hang up. I have said to myself, <laughs> I've got to annoy each of you at some point. I, I just don't know when yet, but I thought, let's get into this easily. The only downside is if, if I accept this, I can't do any clickbait advertising for this pod now. But <laughs> you don't know, do you? <laughs> Like, I might have wanted to now, but no, no, I don't. <laughs> I think it has to be accepted. So clickbait journalism is in room 101. Well done, Dan. Pete, what's next? My next one might annoy something. Bearing in mind, I'm going to click the denied button, whatever you say on this one. So. Yeah, well, I'd be surprised if you do. But my next thing to go in room 101 is smoking in public places. <laughs> and what I mean by that is if I'm walking down the street or down the town, with my kids and there's loads of people puffing on cigarettes that that's fine that that well it's not fine them smoking is fine um, and that's their choice and 
I'm fine with that, you know. I, I, I have no, I'm not, I want to stop people from smoking, nothing like that at all. What I want to stop is secondhand smoke going into my kids' lungs when they're walking around in the open spaces, shared open spaces, because that's not their choice, and they're forcing them to have that. And I, I, it, it winds me up rotten, and it's still so prevalent in this day and age, and it, it amazes me. I find it funny in the sense of I don't spot it that much anymore. Is it that it's it's more prevalent or there's a lot of it? Or is it because now, because there is no smoking indoors, smoke smell itself, is it hits you straight away, doesn't it? Like when we're out and about and I smell, you know, someone's got a cigarette open, you smell it straight away and you start looking for it. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that it's not, it's not there. I think because uh, smoking in indoor venues has been so well stamped out that yeah cigarette smoke does hit you a lot harder now do you find it's because i was just trying to think when i encountered i don't feel like i encountered it many places apart from pub gardens in the summer that's that's where i feel like i notice it more where people are outside and smoking in the pub garden because because they are outside even though there's food being served yeah, I mean, see, pub gardens wouldn't annoy me as much as so the places that I'm talking about is if, if you're going shopping or, or if you go, if, if you're going walking around town, oh, okay. for example, and you're looking around shops in town, like ninety percent of the time when you're in open spaces, you'll have smokers around you, and like it's things like so we went to the the poppy um, remembrance day thing in, in, in the town centre and loads of people were out and it was like remembrance day and we were all paying our respects and going there. And you've just got people smoking everywhere. And there's, there's loads of kids about, and there's like a bunch of people smoking cigarettes. And you're thinking, how, how is this a thing? <laughs> how, how is this still a thing? Like, your choice to smoke is your choice, and that's fine, I respect that, and you can, you can do it. But don't force kids to inhale that, that dirty, nasty cigarette, secondhand smoke that no one wants to suck in their lungs. Because they haven't got a choice in that matter if they're in a, a public place out in the open. Back in the day, a long, long time ago, uh, when I worked in a bar at university, that's when you could smoke at the bar. And the number of times that someone would come to the bar to order a drink and they would exhale over you before they said anything. And it, it was dis- it was disgusting. Yeah, like, it is grim. And then you used to go around clubs, didn't you? And everyone was smoking indoors. And you're like this. I'll tell you what, if you went back to that environment now, I think you'd be in for a shock for your life, wouldn't you? If you went into yeah, that's smoke. what I'm saying. That's why I think cigarette smoke hits me harder now than, than it ever yeah. did before. It's funny because we were talking about smoking at work yesterday and we used to be able to smoke on planes. There, there was a flight I did sort of, it was about 20 years ago, so it's not that long really. Yeah, the back row. That's wrong, isn't it? That's, that's so bad. And, and that's what I said. Can you imagine what, you know, you're stuck in, on a metal tube up in the air in a pressurized cabin. What's a great idea to do? Yeah, let's get a lighter out and light a cigarette up at the back of the that's plane. Nuts. Yeah, the back two or three rows were given over for smoking. Um, but the, the, the thing about nightclubs and pubs and stuff like that, that for me is, is not, that's, that's not a big, as big of an issue for me because to go into a nightclub or go into a bar, you've got to be 18, right? You've got to be at the, at the right age so that's your conscious choice of, of going into that environment knowing that there might be people smoking there and that's your choice so I don't, I don't know if it's because since i've had kids or or the fact that it happens around kids i think that's my biggest kind of gripe with it because it was just me and my wife we'll, I'll, I'll just walk away 
see, I think there is something in that, but also, you see, I was going to play a bit of devil's advocate, but you see, you're throwing kids into the equation and just make me look like a villain now. But what, no, what I was going to say, if I was playing devil's advocate, I would say, you know, smokers, for some, it is an addiction, for some, it's a choice. And they've been told now that the majority of places where they can smoke, they can't. So they're smoking outside. That's the only place they can do. However, though, on the flip side, the real me would say there is still, we go back to your first one, there is still a bit of, uh, what's the word, courtesy, common sense and courtesy. So like you said, at the Remembrance Day thing in a big crowd, I don't think that's the best place to do it because you are then forcing it on people. I've been at places, we've gone outside for a meal where it's outside, there's no differentiated zones for smoking, non-smoking. We've moved because someone next to us is, we're outside, but they've lit up a cigarette and I don't want to smell that during my meal. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that's the key difference with cigarettes, right, is that it's polluting your air. You could make the argument of cars. That's a whole other story, that's, which I'm not going to get into. But the secondhand smoke is, is is polluting your air, and it's not your choice. Whereas everything else, pretty much, doesn't have such an impact on on people around you. And if you can't go an hour without lighting up to go to a remembrance session, then that should tell you that you've got a massive problem. For me, I think, like I said, walking down the street. You're only going to get the whiff of it, but if it's in a communal area outside, yeah, I kind of agree that they should. That it's it's a have a look around because, like I said, if there are a load of kids there, use use your head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, adults like said we've got you know it's still not great. I'm saying for adults, I don't like the fact that you're potentially putting people with families or kids into an awkward situation where you may want to move them out. Dan, any other views from you on this? No, to be honest, I wouldn't have thought of this one. I don't think I experience it as much. I'm not saying I'm pro smoking. So if, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to chuck it away, then chuck it away. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be a supporter. Yeah, you see, I'm gonna go accepted. But that's because he, he used his kids, and I can't. Then that just makes you look like a well, proper pantomime villain. Then is that the secret? Why yeah. my kids are involved <laughs> in all of mine from now on? <laughs> No, I, no. Again, I think I was going to be harsh because at first I was thinking about the, like I said, playing the devil's advocate and saying, well, they've, they've been told they can't smoke in a lot of the places they would be. They have to go outside to smoke. So I kind of got a bit of sympathy if you are a smoker for that. But then remembering, like I said, the times where we've gone outside to a cafe and they're lighting up while they're sitting down next to other people who are eating and drinking. Then, so what are you actually saw you putting in, Pete? Just rude smoking or smoking outside? Because smoking outside then means they're, no, they're not going to smoke at all. So you're banning smoking itself. No, I'm not. I'm not banning smoking outside per se. Smoking in public communal areas. Okay. Do you know I'll what I mean? Accepted. So like I'll leave accepted as it is. Okay. Like I, I think that's fair enough. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dan. I've seen you scribbling to write children on each of your notes there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's your next one what's your next one so my kids no, <laughs> um, uh, this this one i think you're going to end up rejecting this one but i'm going to talk it through anyway because okay. it annoys me okay. but i also okay. understand that it's, it's probably needed we obviously have all worked in office environments we've all worked in the same office the one i want to put in room 101 but i think you're going to turn me away is the use of office phrases to describe certain things and the way people talk to each other in a professional manner. As an example, 
you know, there's there's a lot of like buzzwords and there's a lot of jargon, there's a lot of acronyms, there's a lot of stuff which just isn't needed. But I also know that if us three were in a meeting about something, we would talk very differently to how we're talking to each other now. And I don't, I don't understand where how you jump into that mode. And the one buzzword, the bu- buzz phrase that winds me up the most, and this one does make me angry to the point where I have a bit of a reaction when someone says it to me, is when someone says to me, my calendar is up to date. That, <laughs> that winds me up more than you can ever imagine. Because what it means is I am being lazy. Can you book in a session where you can find a slot? And I, I just wish almost wish that people would say that rather than just this crap but my calendar is up to date like we all go through a process where we update our calendars like that doesn't happen we don't do any calendar admin we don't get to a point where we get it up to date it's always up to date so let's just stop using that phrase in that example then you're saying it's not the fact that they're saying it because they're trying to make you say, you know, look at my calendar. It's more a fact that you're saying we all maintain our calendars. So it's not. It's a point. It's a pointless person, phrase, right? right. It's, it, right it, okay. it's, the phrase means absolutely nothing because the calendar is always up to date. You got really animated at this, I have to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me to calm down. Turn my volume down or something. But this, this one winds me up. I had it once where someone came up to me, someone we both all know. Um, I won't mention any names. Someone came up to me and goes, oh, I need to get some of your time uh, to, to kind of walk through this thing. And then they had the cheek to say to me, if you look at my calendar, it's up to date. And can you book a slot in? And I'm like, you want my time, not That's the other way around. So <laughs> it's, it's not like this person was like a CIO or a, a more senior manager than, than what I was. This this person is, was just a, you know, a colleague. And it just, yeah, just wound me up. So yeah, so office phrases and the way we speak to each other. <laughs> Joe, it's funny. I, I I've not had that phrase said to me. Have you not? No, I've never had that phrase said to me. But maybe I'm not in the wrong role for that kind of. But you're a dev type of role, don't you? Yeah. You don't go to meetings. So you don't get... No, I don't. I get left out of meetings. <laughs> <laughs> what other phrases have you got in mind for this uh, for this candidate? Let's take this offline, which means oh. I don't know the answer to that now, um, and I don't want to embarrass myself. That's what that translates to. What's what's some of the other ones? I should have written some down. Take it offline is a really common one, isn't it? It is, and yeah, I probably I'd probably say it. Oh, I can't think of one. Dan, you 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 have them all. You say. Do you know the all. problem? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the problem I have though is when you use them at home. That's the problem I yeah. have because I get I get told off quite quickly about <laughs> you're not yeah. in the office now. Well, there there was the the cliched ones. I don't hear it anymore, but it was like blue sky thinking. To take it offline, I think, is the most common one. Yeah, but take it offline is a hard one, right? Because there can be instances where that is necessary. Because if some, you've all been in meetings where that one individual is, is spiraling out of exactly. context and completely away from topic, and you've you've got a meeting agenda that you it's want to get It's a perfect line to stop someone talking, topic. basically, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, just shut up. <laughs> Let's take this offline. <laughs> yeah, so we'll take this offline. No, no, it's that, yeah, I agree with you in that one that it's not, it's not what it says on the tin. It's a method of controlling the conversation. Yeah, that we're going off topic here. Yeah, I, I think I think that one is is kind of okay because I don't think I think it does translate into sometimes it translates to uh, I I don't want to say this in public or anything along those lines or that one I, I kind of allow allow to stay in. But the first one I think just just needs to go. 
stating that your calendar's up to date just has to go. Yeah, it makes no sense. I think, and I hope we can still be friends, but I am going to click denied on that one. I That's think denied. we all use them. We all use Office Speak. <laughs> we, we are all guilty of that. I know I've definitely used it. And to know now that there's a way I can irrationally get back at you for all the winding up you do at me i think that's 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 perfect so i have to keep i have to keep that out there so we'll take this offline then i'll talk to you <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards about it no i get the examples you give like the person who says it's you and they want the meeting and then they're telling you to put it in yeah because then that is again another passive aggressive way of saying you do it i don't want to do it but no judgment made denied sorry hey <laughs> brutal brutal <laughs> okay my next one is um this isn't necessarily a pet peeve but i want to put this out there for a debate right and i think this might get rejected but i think we'll have a good conversation around it right so my final contender for what room 101 is internet shopping the reason why i'm putting internet shopping up for debate is because if you and this is kind of contradictory from my last point but let's let's ignore the smokers <laughs> If you look at your <laughs> towns, your local towns now, and think back to when you were like a kid or in your teens, if you think about the state of the towns and all the shops that used to be about, that used to go into browse, browse with your mates on a Saturday, your Blockbuster, Blockbuster is slightly different because it's streaming, so we'll leave that on the side. Our high street is is crumbled now, isn't it? It's just full of these little shops that pop up for Christmas and disappear. There's banks, there's a couple of dodgy loan places, there's, there's betting places, and that's basically it. All your big stores have basically just gone because of online shopping. Your Amazons and everything like that. I appreciate they're super, super easy and flexible, and it's nice to buy stuff online and get it delivered the next day, but I thought, could you imagine how different our towns would be if, if internet shopping wasn't a thing? I've got thoughts on this, but Dan, over to you. I agree, especially for local businesses as well, right? Like, you know, the the independents and, you know, some of the big chains have survived, but, you know, places like Wilkinson are obviously gone now, which was like, you know, centre of every single town in the country, wasn't it? And Woolworths as well. Woolworths, yeah. However, I love the convenience of internet shopping. So I'm one of those, like, I've needed something, you know, I needed something to come tomorrow and I've just, I literally ordered it on Amazon before we started and it's going to be here tomorrow. And I now don't need to go to the shop. So as much as I agree it's bad for business, I do love the convenience of it. But would much rather it was like the independents running the online shopping, if that makes sense, so they could get the money. It's a mixed bag as well, because certain things like you mentioned Wilco's. Now, for from my understanding, I think that was bad management rather than because that was really popular. And... If that came back tomorrow, it would be put, that was bad management. I do agree internet shopping has probably affected high streets, but do we think, though, it's that the high street hasn't adapted? And also, I think it's the rates. So it's often the people that own the premises are probably charging far more because it depends how what we're talking about. If there was a shop that sold what I needed down the road and it was a, a little bit more expensive than getting it off amazon i'd go get it from the high street because you get it's down the road you don't have to wait in all day you don't have to 
open your front door and you realize your parcel's been there for six hours and they hadn't knocked on the door or told you that it was there, which happened to me the other day. The thing is, it's a lot more expensive or that the service isn't there as in the, you know, the customer friendliness sometimes isn't there. And I think there is an element to what Dan said about you click a button, you get the item the next day and that's it. There's no game or not game. There's no, hi, how you doing? There's no interaction. It's just, it's just a quick, here's your product and it's there. Yeah, I, yeah. I went, I think, I don't think it's just internet shopping as well. I also think it's the big companies like the Tesco's who now sell absolutely everything. Whereas 20 years ago, they only sold food. I think that is, you know, that has also had a big impact. I went to a shopping center on what new year's day no new year's eve which was what the first saturday after christmas um first sunday after christmas and the shopping center was dead and you're like everyone's off work everyone's got all their christmas money this used to be like a big shopping weekend and and no one's there and it's it is sad when you look at it like that because we're just going to have a load of ghost towns and ghost shopping centers around um because they're just yeah exactly I tend not to go shopping too much because I'm I'm working. Then at the weekends we go out or or there's podding. So when I do go, like I went to the one of the nearest towns, and it's it's just eye opening because it's either an empty unit or it, it's a pop up shop or it's converted into like flats or um like rentable office space. And it's like yeah. whereas before you'd walk down and there's shop after shop after shop. I just. I just don't think you can extricate internet shopping now because it is in everyone's life and we all do use it. We all do do it. And we it, do, and but but just imagine if this was to go room 101, everyone would have to pull back to the streets. They have to open up their stores again. We'll be able to go looking around, actually looking at what... I mean, how many times do you buy stuff from Amazon and it, oh yeah, that's perfect. It's just what I need. You get it, and it's like half the size, or, or just isn't a fit for yeah, purpose, or it hasn't got something that you need. Whereas when you go to a shop, you can physically look at the look at the product there and then. I, I miss stuff like that because I get caught out, you know, with buying things just from a kind of perspective. So let let me give you another example, which is not internet shopping, but the technology advancement which has allowed us to work from home. Because that is also having an impact on like the food businesses and places where you'd buy your lunch from and, and stuff like that. And that will continue to have an impact. And I think London is going to be quite badly hit, which is why we're trying to get people back into the office. But is that not the same as internet shopping, but just on a different high street channel or a different high street retailer? See, it depends. Because you mentioned Lon- London and I've worked in London, as I know you do, and London's a different beast because you've got so many independent food places yeah. to go to. But if you're thinking, if you if you look back at office based from like the towns that we've lived in, right? My lunch, I'm going to like Asda or like Tesco. Yeah, they'd still be there, and that that wouldn't change. Um, yeah. And I don't think those kind of mega stores, like the grocery mega stores, your Morrison's, your Asda's, your Tesco, Sainsbury's, they wouldn't struggle if people work from from home, especially yeah, no, if there was the internet. They they wouldn't. What Dan said is interesting, though, because probably on your walk to the Asda or Tesco, there probably are a couple of independent places where you could grab lunch in theory, but you don't because you go to to the Asda because there's probably a bigger selection or and it and it's probably cheaper, right? Yeah, yeah. I think getting rid of internet shopping would make the high street busy again, 
but I don't think it, it would necessarily get what we want in terms of having the cheaper goods. It's a tough one. You see, I wouldn't, I was thinking about this and now I've forgotten it. I wouldn't get rid of internet shopping. For me, I would get rid of people not willing to use the high street because I think they're two different things in my head because you can still use the high street. You can still visit local businesses. Yeah, but why would you? Why would you have Amazon and, and, and getting stuff next day? And Because the thing is, if you look at your high street now, there's, there's, there's so little choice on the high street now because they've all gone out of business. But do you, do you think, so, so just say we did get rid of internet shopping now, no more internet shopping. I think there's another stepping stone because I think Tesco's would just become a massive behemoth of a company that then sold everything. And I, I'm not sure the high street would recover to what it was 20 years ago. Because I, I actually think that you'd get one these places to do one-stop shops, which would almost be the physical version of the online shop. Like a Walmart. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing in America, isn't it? Yeah. Walmart's going into towns in America and every independent shop closes because yeah. Walmart pays one out. And, and you know what it's like? You know, Tesco now has photo processing, now has key cutting, I think I've seen barbers in, in Tesco stores yeah, as well. So point, so Tesco's, you, yeah. you can actually go to these places and get the lot. I would get rid of internet shopping if it meant the high street local independence yeah. would, would benefit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is, it is an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I, the thing is there, there's no doubt that it will have affected certain things, but like, for example, now you will know, if I want a book, are you going to go to Amazon or are you going to go to the bookshop on the street? Because you know the bookshop on the street is probably going to be quite some some percentage higher, isn't it? You're, you're yeah. probably looking about a five to ten a saving on a book. A game. Yeah. I mean, Pete, you're a gamer as well. We know for a fact that online you probably get a game on release anywhere between 15 to £20 cheaper probably, right? Yeah, from online uh, places, possibly, yeah, yeah. Although it's starting to but, level but, out. But then, yeah, it's starting to level out. And, and like, you, you were always able to get games cheaper, like Tesco or Asda. But but then, also, you could argue that when there was Game and Electronic Boutique or Game Station, they were very competitive. But what would you do more. then? What would you do, though, for, for there are items you wouldn't be able to get on the high street? You know, there there are things that you just you just couldn't. Let's say if you're talking about proper high street and it's your local family run businesses, they're not going to be able to ship things from or get things from around the world. There could be, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of our interest. What if it's a specific brand of clothing or specific equipment for sport? It might be like, you know, if if they're if they're running a sports shop, they might not get the, the fine. I'm just looking at Danny because I know he does marathons and, and tennis. They might not be able to get the best is tennis racket from <laughs> you know, that suits your needs. So so you'd but still it, need it, it's, quite, it's quite interesting it's quite interesting to say that because I know like they you know, there used to be a concept of a tennis shop which would sell just tennis rackets and do restringing and, and stuff and all the ones I know have closed down for this very reason that because the internet has, has taken over. So I think there is specialist shops that have suffered because of this. Yeah. I'm going to, my judgment's going to be. Accepted. Just because I don't want to look like I'm putting small family businesses out of business. <laughs> I, no, this, I, is, I, this is absurd. <laughs> no, like I said, to be honest, I don't think, I think that in certain examples, there's probably a lack of adjusting 
And I think town centers and their owners probably have got a lot to answer for in terms of how much they charge rates for businesses. And then if you look at to the other extent, sometimes now, how easy is it to park? If you, if you want to drive to an out of town place or to the next town over parking is probably more expensive than it is for the item you're going to buy. Right. But I think what I'm going to do though, Pete, I'm putting it in with a caveat that I think it does come back, but I have to work in harmony with the high street. Okay. Okay, I can live with that. <laughs> you said that like Pete's got to go away and plan what that looks like. <laughs> and also, we've offline. spoken about that. We've spoken about that for too long, so we'll take that offline. Dan, over to over to you. Right. So my last one. I don't really know what it is, but it's a more more of a generalised <laughs> theme for me. Public transport etiquette accepted. Don't have to say anymore. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain a few things that annoy me when a train is busy and let's be honest, they're busy a lot and someone ref doesn't refuse. They just have their bag on the seat next to them and doesn't yes. even, and doesn't even like, is not even aware enough to realize that there's people standing around them, but they um, should remove that bag. And some people don't want to approach people and ask them to move stuff. Right. So some people are shy and they don't want confrontation. So they don't do it. They just stand there and, and take it. So that's number one, um, transport etiquette that annoys me. Number two is on aeroplanes. When, when we get to the end of a flight and the seatbelt sign goes off and everyone just behaves like they're about to like, I don't know, they need to get off that plane within the next five seconds. It's like, just sit down and chill out. I'm feeling claustrophobic <laughs> as it is, but now I've got you leaning over me because you can't even stand up properly because the overhead baggages thing there so just sit back down until it's your time to go so there are two other ones that are on me on public transport can't disagree with you on this and the other one on planes i don't like is when i've watched this a few times when you've been on a not so busy flight and then you realize it's not so, such a busy flight so you kind of you see people looking around and go oh there's an empty seat over there or there's an empty seat over there or there's an oil seat there right takeoff happens Seatbelt signs go off and oh my god, they're like animals like running towards those empty seats to make sure they get them. And it's it just looks inhumane when you watch it. It's just like you lot are great, you know, you lot are mature people. And and just so we're we're of no um doubt here, you get a double accepted. So you win. Yes, that's right. real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right, there, there we go. Accepted. <laughs> That's, there you go, you, you win. No, this one is absolutely... The, the one on the airplane for me is after takeoff. The minute the seatbelt sign comes off after takeoff, the seat in front of me comes back. Now, I'm not saying don't recline. What I'm saying is just give I me a few seconds. <laughs> well, I, if, if I could. I'm saying don't recline. That's what I would put into room 101 is reclining seats. But it's like, you know, give me a few seconds. I might need to stand up. I might need to go to the toilet. Just chill, chill. Your seat can go back at any point, but you know they they put it right back straight away, and it's like the thing is when when that seat reclines, right? Your your space is so limited when that seat gets reclined, yeah. And now you're in a predicament, right? Do you a have a really awkward conversation with the the person in front of you that's done it and say, look, can you not recline? Or do you b sit there and have no space whatsoever for the next however many hours on this flight or do you see be the other person that reclines back on the field behind you because it's like a it's like a domino effect almost isn't uh, it it's option, if reclines, it's option you need d to decline. it's option d because i don't firstly i actually don't like reclining my seat i i think it makes me more uncomfortable 
if they went fully back, then we're talking. That's that's different. But they don't. They, they don't give you any benefit, do they? No. They go back no. like five five inches, and that makes a big difference to the person behind you. It gives exactly. you no benefit whatsoever. So for me, it's option D, Pete, and that's you get up more often to go for a walk or a toilet, and you really lean on the seat as you're getting up. You really push down on the headrest. You fling it up, and as you get into your seat, you make more of a fuss when you're getting in. Passive aggressive. We're back to the first right? one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, back to your, your original one though about train. Yeah, that is a good one because it is head down because if I don't look at people, then I don't see them waiting for me. And fair play to the people that do ask to move the bag, yeah. Yeah, mass, yeah well, massive I, I, respect to them. I don't like asking people, so I just tend to just stand. And, and also on trains, I don't like, if it is busy, I prefer to be the one standing so I know I don't get glared at or judged by anyone yeah. on, on yeah, the yeah. train. Yeah, it's like then, that. The other day it was rammed and I was actually sitting down and this pregnant girl come on and it's it's like no one even like even looked to move. I got up and I let her sit down, but it's just like everyone's young people was all yeah. young people around me and it's like just stand up. Do you know what? one thing I will say right? And I'm 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 gonna pick out a phrase you said. So you said that you don't like it when people put their bags in in a seat because they're oblivious to their surroundings and not aware of what's going around them. And I think that's that's wrong. I think they're fully aware of their surroundings. Do you think? Just a hundred percent. A hundred. I have no doubt in my mind. Ninety-five. Especially when there's a luggage rack on the, pl- on the train. There is. There is a luggage rack as they well. They just don't want anyone yeah. to sit next to them, and and they want to have space. And that's why their heads go down because if they can't, if you if you can't make eye contact with them, they know that you've got to approach them and start speaking to them. Yeah. And for most people, they're not going to do. It. I'm an introvert. I I won't. If I if I don't have to have a conversation with someone, I'm not gonna. I'm, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I've got three other, not. well, I've got three other beefs on train travel alone as well. Right. <laughs> one is, <laughs> one is, um, you know, we're on, on the trains here where you've got two seats that face each other is when they put their feet up on the chairs. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. The other one is playing music out loud. I mean, that goes for anywhere, but on a train, especially. Uh, that would have been. Find... On on the music out loud one, what I also I found a few people do is you know when people have a phone conversation on speakerphone rather than to their ear, they have it on speakerphone and yeah. then they talk to the end of a phone. That seems to happen on the train quite yeah. a lot, and I I could now hear both the apprentice sides of this pose. conversation. The apprentice yeah. pose, yeah. Like the, that wasn't what the phone was designed for. Speak <laughs> properly on it, or put your bloody headphones on. Um, yeah. But yeah. Playing music out of a speaker, that that in itself is 100% should have gone in room 101. That is more annoying than the hand thing. And, and the other thing on trains, <laughs> and it, it's more annoying than what? His first one. <laughs> if I'd have thought of that, oh, that would have been my first one. That, that, that does my head in that. <laughs> Going back to your smoking one, though, in a similar vein, the other thing, and it's specifically on trains, is drunk people on trains. Yeah. Can't stand it. Yeah, can't stand it. The, you know the ones I'm talking about, the overly loud and the ones you've seen. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear what they're saying and and they're laughing at. And um, I once coming back from London and yeah, it was with, with somebody else and their family, and it was after a football match. It was Chelsea, uh, Chelsea fans. We it was standing room only. We were squashed in, and they were just shouting, swearing the the alcohol, the smell of alcohol. Now. I'm not saying, obviously, again, out in public, do what you want or not, but the use of foul language for me in front of kids, even though I don't have kids, winds the hell up out of me. Yeah. 
yeah. and it's just on that train you're just so enclosed and you know when the doors close at the station you're just hoping if they haven't got off you know you've got another 20 minute stretch before the next chance yeah. for them getting off yeah um, i agree yeah i i i think public transport and etiquette i think this is spot on dan the the one about yeah, the seat belts when when because <laughs> you're watching out for it aren't you when the planes plane lands that they can control that they they should let that they the pilot should be able to control the seat belts so you can't un, unclick a seat well, belt that's that's a good I'm point actually do why, don't, why don't they just turn the light off until the doors open and they're ready to to get out of the the aircraft i just yeah. don't understand what that like seat belt sign needs to come off. i know people want to stretch their legs i, I do understand it to an extent you know, the window seats, they can't even stand up properly. And all of a sudden, now they're overcrowding you because they've stood yeah. up and like yeah, they're bending over your lap or yeah. over your seat. But it's also, you can see it, it's a battle between the people on the two people on, on the aisle seats because there's only room for one person to stand up in that aisle. So it's whoever can yeah. get up first, isn't it? And, and you know what's funny? It's like they get up and they get eye contact with the, their bag, which is on the overhead uh, baggage <laughs> hold, I think. And they do not break eye contact until they've got their bag. <laughs> to, to Until the point where they've dragged their bag over and hit four people on the head on the way over and they've now, they've now returned their bag. Like that bag's about to get off the aircraft before they are. Do you know what, I don't know where, I, where people think it's going. I have seen, well, it, it's been a problem for years, but what may be contributing it to it now lately is I have seen, basically, people are sitting at the back of the plane, but they, they try to get on first. And what they do, they put their cases at the front of the plane because they want to pick it up on the way out. So then what's happening to people at no. the front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I've seen that. I've seen that. And then people who are sitting at the front can't put their bags there. So they end up having to put it towards the middle or the back of the plane. So I think there is, there's probably some genuine people who are trying to get to their bags. Like they know theirs is at the end of the plane. So if they don't get up first, they're going to have, they're wow. going to be stuck. That's but I've seen that. Yeah. I, I know it's slightly annoying when, you know, you have your backpack and it has got a few valuable bits in it, the stuff that you didn't want to put in the, the hold. And then you get to your seat and there's no space and some air stewardess takes it halfway down the plane for you. But that winds me up as well. I was like, come back, I've got my iPad in it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, so I've seen that. Yeah, people put it at the front so they can just walk out. Again, it would be solved by if they just let you off both ends of the plane. But I did have one. The only time that I had it had a controlled exit from the plane was the plane got changed so it was a weird one it, it had, i mean it, it was a proper plane it, it had engines and all that right we landed and they couldn't i think they couldn't open the back doors they couldn't for whatever reason and they said right we're gonna have to all get off at the the front or maybe it was the other way anyway but the, they actually said because of the way this plane is shaped we can't have you all going at the same time because there will be a, it might tip the plane or or there is you know, you can't have too much weight at one end of the plane. So they said, we're, we're going to have to call you in rows. And that was the only time I saw people obeying that kind of order. So maybe they've just got to say that on flights. Again, this is a theme of etiquette. And yeah, just look around you and just, just it's not just, it's not all about you. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. Just general rudeness as well. I think it is. I think people become tunnel visioned in that, in that circumstance, don't they? And they forget there's other people around them. Maybe not so much for rail travel, but plane sometimes tension is already heightened in people isn't it i don't know what it is about about flying but you... I, th I think i think what's funny as well when, when these planes land and you, you can see that these people are desperate to get off that plane like they want to get off as quick as possible get their bags and go 
And it's always funny when you get off the plane and they've got to stand on a bus and wait for everyone else to get <laughs> yeah. off the plane before they can yeah, go anywhere again. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing with the plane thing, trying to get off the plane quickly, is some people do genuinely hate flying, that it's a fear they've got. Yeah. So those kinds of people I can maybe understand a bit more, but probably the bulk of the people that are doing it are people that are just impatient and want to be first off. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, did I hear? So, is that it for the two of you? Yeah, I've got some spare ones. Let's but, do it. Um, let's hear that. Let's hear those. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so I have got. Um, this is a this is a weird one where you kind of look at old photos on Facebook or memories and stuff like that, and you realise that you are holding something or wearing something, but you've got no idea where it's gone. Don't know if you guys ever have this, like when, no, where you'll be you'll be wearing a hoodie and you're like, where the hell did that go? I always used to yeah. love that hoodie. But, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I wouldn't put that in <laughs> because that's just you getting forgetful. But I, I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. Surely, you, have you been through that? No, I can't say I have. Or where you I've might be in that. a convers, you might be in a conversation. You talk about an old game. And you're like, where the hell did that go? No, yeah, I mean so it that. helps if you just buy the same t-shirt and the same same color shirt, the same style like mr bean that you don't have to worry then um another one i've got with computer gaming the length it takes to download and install a game that that, oh i don't know about (laughs) that no i don't know about that you don't know oh come on no because that's that's so dependent that's so dependent on your bandwidth (laughs) but but back in the old days where you used to have a commodore 64 and used to take ages to load a game and then it got really better to the point where a PlayStation 1, you could put a disc in and you can just play it. To the point now where you get the PS5 and put a disc in and it takes like a few hours to install. See, Dan, it's gone, right, okay. it's gone, it's gone <laughs> backwards to Commodore 64 no, you, level. You, 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 you've crossed wires with two specific things, right? So the issue that you're talking about, right, are day one patches, yeah? And that is for the studios that have been have to, had to have to rush out a game which has been oh, unfinished fine. and they've got a patch on day one. But I want to throw Apex Legends in there because that is a live service game. Without updates, it would have died years ago. But but when? But, no, but there's Pete, a difference to updates. Where? But there's there is a different. There are some games where you have to download them even from like the, the disc doesn't have the game on it. It's it's a download. Dan, I don't know if you heard. I did play and accepted, but I almost would have rescinded it because you said back in the day, which made you sound like a, a really old person. And, and <laughs> that almost made me... I am a really old person. Yeah. But when I've used internet shopping to get my game the next day, convenience, and I haven't bothered to go to the high street, I've, I've had it delivered in the morning, I have to spend my whole work day getting it installed before I can play in the evening. It's just... Yeah. There is nothing worse, is there? I've often said to people, and I may have even said it to you, Dan, when you got your your PlayStation first, it's like, if you get a game that you're really excited for, make sure you install it straight away. Don't expect to come home from work that Friday night or whatever and just play it, yeah. I made the mistake once of buying one of the Spider-Man games and telling Luke about it. So Luke got to my house and we, and Luke's my son, sorry, I should say, um, got to my house, we unwrapped it, put it in, and we're like, oh, Luke, you're going to have to go to bed now. We'll play this tomorrow. <laughs> like, it is, it's just, just you have to kind of fact, you have to plan an install. It's just yeah. bizarre. So Okay, yeah, no, I'm I'm taking that. I'm taking that. Uh, that what else? Okay. I've got cars with eyelashes, and I don't I haven't seen it as much anymore. <laughs> oh, that's, but... that's that's a, yeah, that's outdated now, isn't it? <laughs> it's, out, it's outdated, but you used, used to used to get those cars with eyelashes on the headlights. That would really make me quite angry. 
Can I just quickly throw one more in there, just just really, really quickly, and I'm sure you agree with me. People that don't use their indicators. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you're going. If you're not indicating to go around the roundabout, I'm, I, I could assume easily that you're going straight over it because you're not indicating that you're going around it. That's why I pull out, we're going to have an accident. That, yeah. that's, no, that does fair mean. enough. Yeah, that and yeah. middle lane hoggers, people that just drive in the middle lane. The amount of time when you're going yeah. down the M25, four lanes, sometimes it's five, isn't it? And there's someone in that third lane. And they're just driving in that side lane. It, it, it just annoys me. Dan, did you have any others? No, I don't think so. I had one then that I want to throw in. And again, it's Go just on. around etiquette. But it's people talking in cinemas and overly loud eating in cinemas <laughs> and using their phone in cinemas. Don't annoy me in cinemas. The phone in cinemas is the, is the one that annoys me because... Because it's got that glare, hasn't it? If you're yes. towards the back, you you can see that glare out the corner of your eye that someone's using their phone and that. Because it's so dark and it does it does catch you, doesn't it? Draw, it does yeah, distract draws your you. Attention, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the talking, and I, I say I've said it on here before. I seem to sit next to the people that want to get that specific bit of popcorn that's halfway in the bottom in the, in the bucket. You know, they can't just eat off the top. They can't just eat off the top. <laughs> so what about the people that get the back of your chairs? That is the worst. I tend not to have that. I'm sorry, Pete. Not? I won't do That's that next time. But um, yeah. <laughs> so, so just for my one. Accepted. Because it has to be. Yeah, I'd accept that. It's just yeah, so annoying. Play, yeah. I, I've said I would actually go to a cinema where I would pay two to three pound more for a ticket if it was in a screen where they took your phone off you or, you know, they enforced no talking and no food. I would, I would pay two or three quid more on a ticket. I just don't enjoy going to the cinema anymore because I know I'm going to be sat next to the people that are going to do all three of those things. Yeah, that's why I don't go to the cinema. Really. Right then, anything else before we go? No, it's been good fun now. I feel, I feel like it's been therapeutic. I've seen you calm down as the episode's gone on. It's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, while you're on, do you just want to shout out Just Football while you're here? Yeah, I hadn't planned to, so that's taken me off guard. Yeah, so um, we're, we're aiming to do a weekly podcast about about football. Um, it's at Just Football Pod, available on all streams. Where me, Dan, and Dave um, talk about news, events, quizzes, and um, a lot. So yeah, good fun. Come and join us, and come follow us on social media. Hey, Pete, anything from you before we go? No, thanks for having me on. It's all right, whiskey boy. We, we said we we're going to make that stick on this pod. So, no, cheers, Pete. Cheers, Dan. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time on Casting Views. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, take what we've got, because you need.